Welcome to the Solid Ground Podcast. Our goal with this podcast is to have conversations that can be used as a resource to create a solid ground to stand on when walking through life with Jesus in an ever-changing world. This is the Solid Ground Podcast. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Solid Ground Podcast. Uh, Tony, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Noah, how's how's it going? How are things? Things are good. Good. Things are good. It's been a while since we've hopped on the pod. Yeah, we took a little Christmas break. Took a little Christmas, Christmas vacation. Break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we took a little break. We're we're hopping back in. There might or might not be a double feature coming. Who knows? Maybe you'll find out. <laughs> might be recording. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, but we took a little break. We're coming back. Uh, I'm excited to be back. I'm uh, a little tired. I'm not going to lie. You're tired. I am kind of tired. Coming out of, we just expressed how we're coming out of a little Christmas vacation, and you're expressing. Yeah, but that Christmas vacation you're t- was like tired. weeks ago, you know? And then now that we're coming out of the Christmas vacation, mm. now there's more work to be done. Uh, okay. You know? Yeah. So, you know, the the work never stops. Ah. Yeah. Can't stop. We're always going. Won't stop. Guess I won't stop, really. <laughs> you can't see what I just saw, but but it was quite the sight. It's fantastic. Yeah. Look, when you can make a Chappelle show reference, you have to do it. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. It's it's quite the medium. Um but what we're talking about today is we're actually talking about I uh, I hope we're not talking about that. Oh, we're not talking oh, about no? that. Oh okay. no. We're we're going to be actually talking about how uh we see that Jesus says that he is our rest. That mm. he is so the exact opposite of the election then. Yeah, okay. actually the complete opposite. Okay. Got uh, it. Not quite the restful topic yeah. that one is. Well. Um, but Tony, where do we see where do we see Jesus saying these things? Uh, ah, he's the rest. Well, there's a fantastic section in Matthew chapter 11 where Jesus kind of lays it out for us. And so if you have your Bibles next to you, I encourage you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. And Jesus says, uh, says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, so we see that Jesus has this claim that if you are heavy burden, if you're laden, he has rest for you, right? That his yoke um, is easy, his burden is light. That sounds amazing. Mm. Um, but I think it can be a little hard in the practicals to really see that we all have we all have burdens, but sometimes we don't really feel like just because we're Christians and we're following Jesus, suddenly we just have rest, like... How how does that compute? How does what Jesus just said actually function in the reality of walking in life with him? Mm. Yeah. No, I, this is, I think, a really meaningful, for me personally, really meaningful passage and idea. So I think you see a bunch of things in this passage. And the first thing is an acknowledgement that life can 
you know, be hard. Life can be burdensome. And I think one of the uh, errors that we sometimes make in the church is to place upon people an expectation, a burden, if you will, that we always have to be like happy or we always have to be in a good mood. Uh, you know, this, this sort of thing. And, and I, one time I had just discovered that something like really, uh, really awful had happened to someone whom I love. And that night was like a citywide prayer meeting thing, yeah. which I had to go to. And so I'm, so I'm dealing with this information and I'm just so, you know, all the emotions. I'm angry. I'm saddened, uh, grieving for what has happened to this person. And so I, then I go to this event and then it's just like, you know, smiles and happy yeah. and, you know, and, and all this stuff. And I'm not even trying to say that people were like being fake happy or, or like they were putting on a front. I don't yeah. think that's necessarily the case. Uh, but I just remember being there and being in this environment and feeling like, is there a place in the church for unhappy people? Mm. Is there a place in the church for people who are grieving? Mm -hmm. Is there a place in the church for people who are struggling through suffering or whatever else is going on in their lives? And as I reflected on it, my answer was, well, yeah, there should be place, mm -hmm. you know, for that. Uh, and, and here we say, here we see Jesus saying the same thing. He says, not if you're weary or heavy laden or you're carrying heavy burdens, you know, you're messing up the vibes, yeah. like get out, you know, he says, come to me. Yeah. So right there, I think is an express acknowledgement of the reality that we will carry heavy burdens. Mm -hmm. We will uh, be weighed down by what we're experiencing in life like that stuff will happen we will grieve we will suffer we will struggle under the weight of temptation or sin or something that somebody's done to us or something some decision that's coming on the horizon like there are things that are going to weigh us down and this is an acknowledgement i think it's particularly uh encouraging to hear something like that today because i think that's one of the the if you if we think about like millennial generation gen z and what what do they call below that uh that is gen alpha gen alpha man these names just get dumber and dumber but yeah. like, you know see so, you know I, I think they those younger i'm gonna put myself in the category of younger generation yeah, still i think millennials still count as younger yeah, yeah, generation yeah. but like if you you sure. look at these uh, us as generations we're kind of characterized by you know carrying burdens in yeah. a lot of senses like especially coming out of the last few years like we we carry heavy weights and it's led to rise in depression and suicide and self-harm and all sorts of things we're carrying heavy burdens and here jesus so we see what the, we see in the bible is the bible is real mm. right it acknowledges what we actually live through and go through it's not mm -hmm. this cotton candy house like you know, everything's going to be perfect. It acknowledges reality. And that's yeah. the first thing I see in that first thing comes to my mind with this is how encouraging that is that I don't have to like fake it yeah. to like you put off some great appearance in front of other people. But Jesus says, come to me if this is you. Uh, and he says that to all of us. And so I find that really encouraging. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think that is super encouraging. And I think uh, one of the awesome things is, I mean, this this comes uh, towards the end of kind of the Sermon on the Mount here where Jesus is giving us all these instructions of the way of life, of, of how we are to live. And he gives some some pretty heavy ones, you know? And so at the end of that, I, I bet... Be, be perfect as I am perfect? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so I, I imagine at the end of that, especially with some of the people that were probably like, Jesus, like, I'm already carrying a weight. Like, they were already carrying the weight of the law and yeah. all these other things and being like, you're adding onto it, which seems heavier. Yeah. Um, and sure, there was awesome ones where he's talking about, you know, being free from anxiety and those other things. But um, I imagine the people in the crowd were were pretty burdened. And I see that Jesus just sees that. And he reminds them that if you are carrying that weight, if you do feel like, you are heavy laden. There is a burden you cannot carry. He's saying then you're coming to the right place. Yeah. Like I understand. And that's where we get to see just the, the relatable nature of Jesus because he was not just the guy that had everything perfectly happen to him. And he was just saying, don't worry about it. Like if you're burdened, like I'll figure it out. Like he was the person that took on the sin of the world. He is the person that took on our burdens. He is the person that took all of those things upon himself. And so that's where we see that he is trustworthy to give us rest because he understands what rest is mm-hmm. and understands what a burden is. Yeah, that totally. I, I look at this and I see, like, like I was saying, the first thing I see right off the bat is, is, is what it tells us about us, that we will encounter these things and it's okay. Like, bring those things. Don't hide them. Don't put on a front. But then we see right away too, not only who we are, but who Jesus is. And Jesus saying at his heart, at heart, I am humble and gentle. And like, and, and you're saying how, how Jesus can relate to us. And he, he can completely, like this is the amazing thing, because Jesus, who is God, you know, with everything that that entails, mm-hmm. the creator of all things, he speaks and things are like God and all of mm-hmm. his godness. That's him. And he comes and he becomes human. And all of our humanness, except for he's sinless. And so what does that mean? That means he completely understands. Yeah. Right? He understands every single burden we're carrying. He knows what it is to be tempted. Jesus was tempted. He knows what it is to hunger and thirst. He hungered and thirsted. He knows what it is to be tired and weary. He was tired and weary. Yeah. He knows what it is to suffer. He suffered. He knows what it is to be lonely. He was lonely. Uh, he knows what it is to lack. Jesus said that the son of man is nowhere to lay his head, right? Yeah. So everything, this is the astounding thing, right? Everything that we are going through, that we have gone through, that we will go through, Jesus, who is God, has been there. Yeah. He knows it. He knows exactly what it is we're going through. He has come to us. He has condescended. He has stooped down. He has become human, just like us so that he can identify completely with us. He identifies with you, which, which as you were saying, you said, I think you said you're trustworthy yeah. in this. And this is why he's trustworthy, right? He's, he's not this, you know, uh, you know, stodgy counselor who just has all the answers from a mm-hmm. book, but has to actually experience it. Jesus came and lived a human life and experienced all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So he is, a, he is a person you can look to. And more than that, as you said too, he he died and, and rose again for the, carrying these these burdens on him. 
So it's, it's this amazing thing where Jesus comes and identifies with us completely. So we can, so we can know that, that we can go to him because Jesus, he knows what we're going through. He knows exactly what we're going through. But it's not only the case of like somebody who's, who's struggled with the same thing, but then they're still like in it and you're just like suffering together, which is, I think there's benefit to that, but there's no victory in it. Yeah. There's perhaps some kind of solace, but you're still in the same, Yeah, you know, you still haven't been delivered from yeah, this thing. Pit, same pit. Exactly. But Jesus, he died, but he rose again. Yeah. He, he experienced victory. He, he made the way out, made the way through for us so that we know we can go to Jesus who identifies with, with us, who sympathizes with us completely, who knows exactly what we've gone through. And he's gone through it himself and he's gone through it, like come out of it so that when we're in him, we can know that there's an expiration date, right? To what we're going through. There is an end. Yeah. And that's what we see in Jesus. That's what he communicates to us is that our troubles, our burdens are not forever. Mm-hmm. And it may seem that way sometimes if you feel like, you know, you've experienced this temptation for this particular sin over and over and over again. And just seems like no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you pray, no matter how many times you confess it or give it up, it just feels like it's always there. Yeah. And this is Jesus saying, look, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Maybe not at this second, but the rest is coming. Mm-hmm. Like there is an end to this. Yeah. You apply that to anything, suffering, grief, you know, there is an end. There is a moment where, uh, this is from C.S. Lewis. I think it's the great divorce. It says, uh, when it basically, this is a paraphrase, when it's all said and done, when we're in the new heavens and new earth, it could be that we'll be able to look backwards and God will turn even our agonies into glories. Mm-hmm. Like he will somehow make it so that everything that we've experienced, all the muck, all the bad, all the, the suffering, it will somehow, in the end, God will turn it to good. Somehow, um, and we can know that because Jesus died and rose again. Um, so I feel like I'm rambling now, but like this, this, this passage is such a yeah. so deep. I feel like we can go in so many different ways, but it really shows the true character of this is who Jesus is. This is just who He is. This is what He does for us. Yeah, and I think I think that's all good. And I think even when we take a look at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes, yeah. He, you know, mm. He He lists out at the beginning, you know, the very first one. He's like those that are poor and recognize their need for him yeah um that that is you know the very first step when you think of anything of getting free of anything or um you know being recovered is that you have to you have to recognize your need and that's what jesus does at that very beginning is that he's he doesn't just say um you know i have rest if you're looking for it. he's saying like those that are burdened and heavy laden like you have to know that's you and that's all of us and we have to come and actually lay those at his feet and say, I trust you and here, like I can do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And we see that, that Jesus understands that and it, and it's amazing. And I want to touch on something where you say, you know, we've been talking about how he's going to give you rest. He's going to do all these things. And one of the things he said is when we're in him, uh, he gives us this rest. But I know it's it's easier said than done to just have that idea of, Okay, mm-hmm. this is what Jesus has said. This is why he's trustworthy. These are, you know, the reasons that he's able to relate. But how do we practically 
remain in him to where we actually receive that rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the one of the great uh, resources that I have read um, is from John Mark Comer, where you say about ruthless elimination of hurry, yeah. where that whole book is talking about how essentially our whole our whole generation uh, and all the generations to come really are just heavy laden uh, with yeah. a lot, albeit you know comparison now through social media, uh, through just the the culture of work that we have, which your work is never done. Got to hustle. You got to hustle. Yeah. You have to have three, five side jobs in order to make it to anything, the economy, any of any of these these burdens that we have now laid upon ourselves. Yeah. And how do we how do we ruthlessly eliminate that hurry, that hurried life to where we actually can receive rest, where we actually can slow down? Because I don't know about you, but it feels like we're going a million miles per minute all the time. And that's just the regular. And yeah, it feels like our culture says, oh, you got this problem? Here's the solution. You got this problem. Here's the technique. Because yeah. this is wrong, and you do this. And to some degree, I think those things help. But it also, what it does in us, and this is uh, Alan Noble, this philosopher, Christian philosopher, is really good on this. Basically, says like, so if if our culture is telling us, look, yes, there are problems, but if you just do these things, and then all be good. But then it's not. Then that puts the burden even more on us. Yeah. Well, then. What am I doing that's so wrong? Or why am I so messed up that this thing that works for other people isn't working for me? This peop- this this person says, if I just do this, I can have it all. I'm doing this, I don't have it all. What's wrong with me? Yeah. And that's an even bigger burden. That's an existential thing that we place on ourselves. Yeah, you're right. I think that's, this is getting down to the nitty gritty. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, and I think, I think really you have to, one, you have to slow down uh, because mm-hmm. if you're, going a million miles per minute, you're you're not really going to be able to listen or see or do whatever. Your your mind's not focusing on right now. It's focusing on everything ahead. Yeah. And uh, the truth is we're not promised all those things ahead. Uh, you know, we are promised right now because we're living in right now. And the reality is that's where we need to look for God is right now. And you can look for that in the past and the future, but right now is where you're going to meet him. And so I think slowing down and actually taking the time to uh, just sit, honestly. Like, I think having the ability to just sit there, and I was doing this this morning because mm-hmm. I've been I've been stressed with a lot of just, like, wedding planning and, you know, just getting things ready for the, the year and trying to figure things out and finding a new place to live and all these other things. It's, it's easy to have just all these things pile up to where it's just like, okay, I just have to keep moving and there's no time to slow down. But this morning, I, I wanted to really take the intentional time to slow down and actually listen. I was actually praying through the the passage that we read at the beginning, and I was met with peace. Like I, that's what I was met with. And so we have to have the ability to actually slow down and sit. And it doesn't even have to be just like repeating, reading through scripture. That helps. But sometimes it's just sitting. And knowing that Jesus is present, mm. knowing that the Holy Spirit is alive and active in that moment, and that Jesus is met with you, that he is Emmanuel, God with us, and that he is taking your burden right then, and that you actually get to vent to the Lord. Like he, you know, he said, come to me. He's asking for people to come and actually bring their burdens and explain them to him and yeah. and vent about them and have all these things. Jesus yeah, it's not come to me that. when you figured it out. Yeah. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. Yeah. yeah. yeah bring... Come to me, you people with with 
all you people with problems, yeah, come to me. Yeah, he's he's asking for the burden, and so we we actually have to we have to slow down and bring that to him, and mm. we'll be met with with truth, and we'll be met with life, and we'll be met with peace. But if we're not actually taking the time to listen. Uh, how are we supposed to actually hear how he's going to take that burden away from us? And I think also, like, when I sat this morning and and prayed that I would receive peace, none of the things on my plate magically disappeared of where it was like, oh, well, now I don't have to look for all these things because Jesus said he's going to give me rest, so all those problems are solved. No, the problems are still there. It's just now I'm refreshed. Now I have received rest, and I actually get to rest in the fact that Jesus said, I don't have to worry. I don't actually have to have these anxieties. I actually get peace. And when you take a look in what his teachings are saying, he's, he's talking about, um, don't be anxious. This is in Matthew 6. And he's talking about, like, he takes care of the birds. He takes care of his creation. He's like, you don't actually have to stress about all these things. He says, he says, don't worry. Yeah, about these things. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Don't worry about them. Let let me be the rest for you. Focus on me." He says, yeah. "You know, uh, seek first the kingdom, and all else will be added." That when we are actually focusing on the kingdom, where we're focusing on God, when we're focusing on the things that He has told us to do, all else will be added. Everything that we yeah. need is actually going to get taken care of, and that's a weight that you get to give over to Him and take off because we try to do it all of our all of ourselves. And they're like, well, I need to get these done and I need to do these done. And if I don't do that done, like I'm going to fail. And obviously there's responsibilities. Like if you're, you know, a father, you got to take care of your kids. You got to provide, you got to do all those things. Like those are real responsibilities that you have that God wants you to take care of. But the reality is when we get to trust him with those responsibilities and bring them over, they're no longer a burden. They're actually something we get to commune with God with and, you know, one of one of the verses that I, I continue to go back to and just is a verse I love is when you take a look in in James and he talks about, you know, all all trials are an opportunity for joy because you actually get to bring those to to God and rest on him. And that's an opportunity to do that. And so when we take a, a look at all these trials as an opportunity for joy because we get to commune with God. We actually are are swapping out our burdens for joy, mm. and I think that's such an important thing to to realize is that when we can use the power of the Holy Spirit to swap our burdens for joy, we actually receive that rest. Absolutely, um, these these kinds of spiritual disciplines are huge in this prayer. I mean, in Philippians four, Paul says, uh, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God, and the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." Like these are prop; these aren't just you know pieces of advice in the scriptures. These aren't just you know ah that would be good. These are these are promises, right? These are if then statements. You know, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God, and when you do that. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Or here in, in Matthew 11, Jesus, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, who are weary and heavy, heavy, heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Not I might give you rest, or if you measure up, you'll get yeah. rest. Or if you follow the, do the right technique, if you follow the right, you know, whatever you're supposed to do, you'll get rest. You just It's come to me when these things are in your life, and I will give you rest. So it's spiritual disciplines, prayer, uh, biblical meditation, 
biblical memorization, silence, uh, fasting, right? all these things are are really good. I think something you said too uh, earlier is is very practical, is acknowledging that we have burdens, like acknowledging our burdens when they're there, acknowledging the things that weigh us down, whatever they might be, not uh, putting up a front, right? Not, yeah. um, and this is, I think, one of the really difficult things about living the Christian life, but it's also one of the really meaningful things about living the Christian life, especially in within the church, the body of Christ, at least when it's done rightly, is that you can be your real self yeah. and be accepted. And, and that's that's when you that's when we really feel like we're loved, right? Is when it's not just the the me, the, my curated self mm-hmm. that I put out on social media, but it's the real me with all the the good stuff and with all the weirdness yeah. and all the mess, but we when we can be our real selves with people and they still accept us and love us, that's God for us, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't shy away from us when when we're burdened. He's, he's not like ah, yeah. it's a bit too much. That's when He comes to us. That's when He draws near. It's when we're far off. And I think the church, when we're doing it right, that's the same thing. And so, being vulnerable in that sense and acknowledging these things is is also huge that and ultimately it is you know just turning to jesus however that looks like in our life yeah that's yeah i think of faith and sometimes we talk about faith and we think about faith as if it's this big old thing but we see so many examples of the bible of people with just you know minuscule faith faith that looks like our faith yeah and god saying your faith has made you well yeah. Right. Like there's the guy who says, I believe, help my unbelief mm-hmm. or you know, mustard seed type faith or these sorts of things where it's 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 faith, but it's it's filled with doubt and reservations and sin. It's imperfect faith, but all the same, it's that kind of faith that Jesus responds to. And so that is, I think, ultimately what we have to do, because there is no we can probably give you a bunch of, you know, techniques mm-hmm. and practical suggestions that would be helpful mm-hmm. in dealing with things but that that's we will eventually happen upon problems that are greater than those techniques yeah right that, that there's only so much that that can do yeah the only real answer is going back to Jesus um which is why partic- active participation in the body of Christ in Sunday service is great because we're reminded repeatedly every week of this amazing gospel of Jesus Christ. But returning to the Beatitudes, like like you said earlier, like Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. He's not saying like, you know, so go be meek, then you'll inherit the earth, right? It's not, it's not like, they're not necessarily marching orders, right? It's, it's, in a sense, it's, it's Jesus saying, blessed are meek, for they shall inherit the earth, because I came and I was meek. I was gentle and lowly. I was I humbled myself. I was meek for your sake, even when you were proud unnecessarily, undeservedly so. I came and was meek for you instead of you so that you, because of what I've accomplished, so that you could inherit the earth. Yeah. Right? And like that, that right there, and that is what really changes our lives is when that gospel moves us so that we can actually when burdens come it stinks and it's hard 
but we know we can get through with Jesus. Or when, when suffering comes, we can suffer through it and truly grieve and truly suffer, but know that it's not going to lead us to ultimate despair because we know that whatever else is happening, why ever else is happening, we don't know, but Jesus actually holds us in his hands. Yeah. And he says, come to me, right? These sorts of things get us through all of that because he's accomplished it for us. Yeah, and I, I think that's good. And I think one thing that I, I think about is where we take a look at, and, and Tim Keller says this a lot, of where we win by losing. And yes, and I think we see that where we, we want to win by doing it ourselves. We yeah. want to win. We want to be the victor. We want to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, even when it's, it's a heavy burden and all these things. But, but that's not what the gospel tells us to do. The gospel tells us that we actually win by losing. We win by losing that control, losing that victory and giving the victory to God, giving it to him and saying, I can't do it. I can't manage it but you can yeah. and we and we hand that over and i think that's just something that we have to get used to in the christian life is is winning by losing you know you you give uh you are you receive by giving you know my jesus says my power is made known yeah, through weakness exactly yeah. and it's like where you have to be ready to ready to lose i mean he said if you want to save your life you got to lose it you know where we have to get used to losing and i think uh one of the great ways um and you talked about coming to the to church on Sunday is, is when you're connected to a body of believers, you actually get to see such a unique and, and amazing perspective of heavy laden people that come and actually lay things down. Yeah. And you, you get to be the hands and feet of Jesus because there's people that will bring burdens to you mm-hmm. and you actually get to, to labor with them. You get to intercede with them. You get to do all those things to where, uh, Jesus has given them rest, but he's given them rest in you yeah. as as a helper and as a supporter and, and all those things to where when you're disconnected from the body of Christ, um, it's it's exceedingly difficult uh, to actually receive that rest because uh, God will use his people to deliver his purpose. And if his purpose is to give you rest, he might have someone there to actually help you. And so as for being connected to a body of believers, you not only get to receive that rest, but you actually get to practice out the rest that God has for people. Mm. And you get to actively see being the hands and feet uh, of Jesus uh, in whatever way that looks like. Maybe it's giving food or clothing or advice, mentorship, any of those things that you are actively giving that rest to someone and you're actively receiving it through community and the relationship. And not that you can't receive it on your own, but it's, it's a unique perspective that you get to receive when you actually are connected to a body of believers and you are vulnerable in that body of where you actually lay your burdens in front of people. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think in in closing, I might just recommend, uh, there's a book on this whole passage, really good, called Gentle and Lowly, Mm -hmm. The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers by Dane Ortland. Very, very good book on on how this is the heart of who Jesus is, of who God is. Mm It's not, you know, he's not the almighty smiter just looking to catch us when we've messed up and then, you know, damn us. But he is the God who is gentle and lowly, who says to us, when we're in the throes of our mess, says, come to me and I will give you rest. Uh, So I recommend this book to you. If you want it for free, I got a bunch of copies. Anybody wants it. Yeah. So you can find me if you find me anywhere, you know. 
Yeah. If you I find him in the street. If you find me in the street, say what's up and uh give me some gentle room. Yeah, you. and I can I can hook you up. I've got some copies. So there we go. And I don't have a bunch of copies, but the book Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Rickmer is also a great one yeah. in figuring out how to remove some of the hurriedness of your life and get back to being slow and, and understanding with Jesus. Um so yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we're going to be coming back into a regular schedule uh, here soon, but um, we hope this was uh, helpful for you wherever you are. Maybe you're giving someone a giving someone rest, or you're receiving rest yourself. Um, but continue to let us give us feedback on uh, on the podcast and how we can be helping you. If you want to hear uh, more practicals, more of whatever, whatever you want to hear in the podcast, um, just let us know and this is for you this is supposed to be here to help you so um it is yeah uh, i mean as i'm approaching this all around then yeah 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 i'm not this Tony is, doesn't really know what's helpful but this is like sermon prep for me oh okay good i'm glad that you're getting more of that. okay yeah. yeah 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 so uh yeah let us know but we're we're grateful that we do have people listening and so uh let us know what you think and spread the word thanks for listening guys peace Thanks for listening to the Solid Ground Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to like and share with your friends. Have a blessed day.